What would you say you do here? It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Very hard to say my name correctly. Like Brian. Yeah, <laughs> Brian. Yeah. What's your deal, man? Your midweek download destination. I like his style. It's a sort of casual elegance. I'm slaying lame and I'm exposing frauds. This is pathetic. This is embarrassing. Mic drop. Turn off the podcast. It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Not to self, don't change for All right, well, hello, everybody. Thank you for finding the show, however it is that you do so. And more on how to find the show and why the different ways are important in the final segment of this week's Weekly Dose for 4-19-2017. Yo, little funny stoner joke and not joke, just thing you'd say in high school is 419, are you rolled? Meeting 420 is almost here. More on the 420 Fest in a matter of a couple of minutes as well. So coming up in 20 minutes, I'm going to talk to you about podcasting in general. Kind of almost like a tutorial, if you will. And this is going to bore some people. I mean, you might be saying, dude, half the stuff you do bores me. I don't know. I wouldn't think you'd be here if it was boring. But some of this might bore you because you're going to know most of it. But I'm finding it more and more curious the more research I do and the more time, more I, time I have to distance myself from my 15 years in the commercial radio industry and now my eight-ish months in a standalone podcast industry, which is a true and real money-making industry. It is just still such a new concept. And to people my age and a little bit older, understanding what podcasting is, I'm finding more and more that people don't really truly understand it. There's a difference between a podcast and an audio file found on the internet. And uh, more on that in the final segment of the show, plus telling you about one of the newer, well, not newer, one of the newest podcasts that have kind of sweeped the nation in the podcasting world. I'll tell you more about that and why I think that you'll like it and to kind of correlate into why I think you should be searching more into podcasts and make it more part of your life. Not just because... This is what I do, and I want you to be involved with what I'm doing. It's because I believe that if the industry is stronger, it's a better thing all the way around. So more on that coming up. Uh, let's see. The 420 Fest is this weekend in Atlanta. I got a uh, media credential for the first time without the backing of a major media company. So to me, that's a really exciting thing. I have had trouble getting a hold of anybody to arrange interviews, however, which is leading me to a little bit of a complaint that I've had over the last couple of years, and I see it getting worse and worse, that emails are about the most ineffective way to communicate, at least from, from, the, from my vantage point, I get nothing done via email. Nothing. Text, Facebook, direct message on Twitter. I get those instantly and get information quickly that way. I send somebody a damn email, and I almost never hear back. Jason Isbell's show is uh, Thursday night, the 20th. By the time you hear this podcast, that show will be over. I have spent two and a half months, maybe even closer to three and a half months, the entire year, basically, trying to email management of Jason Isbell. And I get it. He's a huge star. I understand that. I'm just some dude who I actually could convince that we almost were on a close to first name basis 15 years ago, but that's not important now. I understand that. 
And I get that he's a star, but I've got nothing back from them via email. And then when 420 Fest in Atlanta did accept my media credential application, I never heard back when I was trying to hook up uh, to get some interviews. So I don't know if there's going to be a show down there or not, but I will be posting a lot on social media down at Centennial Park in Atlanta. Regardless, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, That doctor that got drug out of the United Airlines thing, I'm going to do something that I think is technically a little funny here in just a minute before I wrap up this segment and get to Stone's Throw. But in Stone's Throw segment, in about five, six minutes from right now, every now and again I get close to Tuesday late night, and then I've got to get uh, the the show put together for an early first thing download, your midweek download destination, the Stone on Air podcast, a weekly dose, this week for April 19th. And I wonder, what am I going to do today? What am I going to talk about today? And then all of a sudden, something falls in my lap. And Tuesday, the 18th of April, I happened to witness a police officer, a patrol car, breaking three basic driving laws right there in front of God and everybody. And I'm going to tell you all the information I have on who this person might or might not have been and the laws that are broken coming up in Stone's Throw segment. As I always say, you never know when some asshole is going to have a podcast or a radio show or an internet uh, distribution system that can expose you for the whatever whatever you're doing that you wouldn't normally want people to know that you're doing. I'm looking at you, groom transportation, and flicking those cigarette butts out the window. And before I get to this deal with this idiot from the uh, United Airlines flight, which I talked about that some last week, and I'm not trying to take up for United Airlines because they really, really screwed this up, and, and it is a PR nightmare. But this this doctor and the way he let that thing go down and didn't handle that like an a, actual adult is actually going to end up making him rich. So maybe the jokes, uh, maybe the jokes on all of us. But that was ridiculous. But before I get to that, there is a YouTube video that I released or posted that was sent to me and and edited and put together by the guys from Underground, Nate Peck and Paul, I think did all at least some of the legwork on the editing, so I want to make sure he gets the credit for it. It's the final segment of the show that I did down at the Chattanooga Film Festival. And that was so much fun, and um, it was just a little quick snapshot, seven and a half minutes long. We just talk about Underground a little bit, shot pretty well, professionally put together, sounds great, looks cool. Check it out. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, if you will. I know the YouTube channel is not being updated as much as I'd like. That'll change into the future. Stoneonair.com is also another place you can find that. So the uh, the latest visual aspect, which I believe is uh, going to be something that's going to be very important to the brand of the Stone On Air podcasting. But so have you ever heard of this thing called the Wilhelm Scream? You probably have heard of the Wilhelm Scream, or at least you just didn't know what it was called. It was from, I don't even know the origins of it. I don't have it in front of me right now. But it was it was something from, I don't know, 70 years ago, 60, 50 some odd years ago, whenever it was. And it was this scream that turned into almost like a, maybe it was a joke at first. And then it turned into, a, if you put together any kind of uh, cops and robbers show or anything where there might be violence, like Raiders of the Lost Ark used it a lot. Star Wars used it. Lots of cowboys and Indian shows were using it. It was just this weird scream, and it sounds like this. Ah! And so if you just hear that right there all by itself, that one-second clip, Ah! it's probably not all that recognizable as soon as you hear it. But I grabbed two real quick, super-fast clips. I don't know how well this even translates 
in an audio form, but from more modernized movies that I knew well. Like, I don't watch Star Wars and Indiana Jones. I mean, I know the basic premise, but I don't watch those shows. Or movies, I should say. But I have seen Toy Story and Team America and Trey and and Matt from South Park, everything they do, I'm uh, a connoisseur of. So this is from Toy Story, where the Wilhelm scream is added in there. Again, you'll have to listen closely right at the end. He's trapped, Buzz! Then we've no time to lose. He's there, just, just keep looking. Buzz! Right Buzz. there. Right there at the end, you hear that. And then Team America, World Police, Again, listen closely towards the end. In the midst of the chaos, I could swear that I heard my goats screaming for help. Don't worry, fellas. I've got my pass right here. Right there at the very end, you heard. And so you, you, you'll catch those in a lot of movies. Well, this is the guy, this idiot doctor, who, again, the joke might be on us because he's about to get a multi-million dollar settlement from United Airlines. I don't even remember the guy's name. I don't even care the guy's name. If a police officer of an official in an airline capacity tells me I got to move or do something, I'm going to do it. And did United Airlines handle this well? Absolutely not. But this 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 weird dude who didn't let himself be drugged lifelessly down the aisle. You've seen it by now. Right when they go to kind of like forcefully remove him from the seat, this is the this is the sound that this weird, weird doctor from, what is it? I guess they were in Louisville from Chicago. This is the scream. Ah! So I, I was thinking like, that's, that, ah! that sounds just like, ah! I mean, maybe not quite, ah! but pretty darn close. Ah! So the doctor from United Airlines flight, whatever it was, getting drug off. The plane now has teeth knocked out, a broken nose, a busted up face, and uh, it started off with a scream that sounded like the Wil- that sounded like the Wilhelm scream. I don't know. You tell me. My name is Brian Stone. This is the Stone On Air podcast, and this is the Stone's Throw segment. Heads up! It's Stone's Throw. Wait, what? Oh, whoa! Back up the truck. What are you talking about? Is technology making us mentally ill? Look at me, I'm stupid, I can't do math. This is not making sense to the young adult anymore and they're tired of it. Does that satisfy you? Are you satisfied now? All right, I've said in the past here recently on some of the shows that this is the year, 2017, the year of slaying lame and exposing frauds. I'm tired of people lying. I'm tired of people being boring. I'm tired of people wasting incredible opportunities to do big things, to do important things with powerful distribution systems and squandering it and ruining it. And I'm tired of people lying. So anytime I see that, I'm going to expose it and speak about it out loud, kind of like WTC and what they did to Jackie Hilbert recently. I was wondering about the guy, still can't remember his name, from the GoFundMe account trying to buy the search histories of, of politicians like all the way as high up as House Speaker Paul Ryan. So like this, this doesn't sound real. This doesn't sound possible. This sounds like a fraud. Now, I, I'm not sure if that one is or not. I haven't really followed up on it yet. 
$200,000 plus in a GoFundMe account. So if I see something that looks stupid, I'm going to look into it. And if it doesn't ever make sense even a little bit, I'm going to figure out, even if I don't agree with it, that's fine. But if it doesn't make any sense, I'm going to look into it more and then I'm going to talk about it out loud. Like when Groom or Grome, again, I don't even know what it's called. Groom Transportation, Grome Transportation in East Ridge has a big flashy sign on the back of their van and it says going green with groom and then somebody flips a cigarette butt out the window as I follow behind them going home one day and you never know when some asshole like me is going to see this and talk about it out loud now do they care I don't know I don't know probably not but I'm telling you you never know where this is going to go and how big this can get so just always be careful if you got a fleet of of trucks, of vans on the road, and you're a business owner, you need to make sure your employees know that they you never know who's looking. And this one's aimed at the Chattanooga Police Department. And the majority of Chattanooga police officers are probably incredibly good people who do very good work. And I even say that without even knowing. I'm blindly giving faith that the majority of the police department here in the CPD is good. I don't know that. But I'm going to blindly say that out loud and believe that it probably is true. Faith, you know, that thing you can't prove. Well, I'm going to have faith that at least the majority of them are pretty good. But here's where I have a big problem. Driving in the United States of America is a major problem. Now, the jokes are, oh, that person can't drive. Women can't drive. Young people can't drive. Old people can't drive. No. Listen, guys. Listen, everybody. Nobody is out there driving well. The amount of people who are driving alertly, effectively, and safely is very, very minimal. And I am going to put myself in that small category of a guy who does effectively, safely drive anywhere and everywhere I go. I am very good at it. As a matter of fact, I'm impeccable at it. And you know why I say that so emphatically and so matter-of-factly? It's because driving is not hard. And if you're not taking it seriously and you're not doing it well, you have major problems in your life. And it doesn't have a thing to do with whether you actually can or can't operate a vehicle. Your life is a disaster all the way around. It's dangerous. People are dying every single day because assholes who don't know, who refuse. It's not that they don't know how. Again, this is elementary. How you drive a car is not difficult. It's not that they don't know how. They don't take it seriously and don't give a damn about anybody else. So when I'm on my way to downtown Chattanooga on my regular route from East Ridge, I'm transparent. I live on South Seminole Drive, man. Y'all can come find me. Won't take long. Just knock on a few doors. One of them will be mine. I go through the tunnel. I hit 24 down before you get to East 23rd. And I circle around and I go into downtown. Do it every single day of my life almost. Out of 365 days a year, I bet 341 of them, I make this drive. And so as I approach 27 at the 24 split, where Market Street is your first exit on a 27, and just a matter of, I don't know, 100 yards or so is when the major traffic patterns are being worked on that's going to be taking place for the next three years. One of the biggest, the most expensive interstate project in the state of Tennessee in the history of this state. And as I'm driving down, cruising through, it's 45 miles an hour through there, 
and I look over to my left, and I, I, I don't see it in my rear view. I'm just kind of, my, my, maybe I'm even dazed off a little bit as I'm on my way to work, and a car blows right by me, and it's a Chattanooga police officer. Tag number 5043, letters GC. Blows right by me on the left. Now, had I paid attention, I'd have knocked my speed down a little bit. It's 45 through a construction zone. I'm going 65. I'm already breaking the law. Everybody around me is the entire interstate is breaking this law by 20 miles an hour. He blows by me. Chattanooga patrol officer, tag number 5043, letters GC, is going at least 30 miles over the speed limit, which I believe is reckless driving. So this is like 500 yards, maybe six or 700 yards most, a half mile. It's, no, it's not a length of time at all. But I noticed because there's people on the highway, 27 there, they see a, a, a police officer coming up from behind them, so they slow it down. Now he's tailgating the person in the left lane, like right on their rear. And so I said, you know what? Let's do this. Figure out. Let's at least get this tag number. So I get in the left lane and I gun it. And I shoot down to where I get close enough to almost see his tag. And what does he do after that? Tag number 5043, letters GC. Chattanooga patrol officer passes on the right lane, which in most scenarios is illegal. So now we're blowing the speed limit out by 30 miles an hour. We're tailgating on the highway and passing on the right lane. I'm going faster because I'm trying to get behind this guy. I want to see where he's going. I want to see what's so damn important that Chattanooga police officer Tag number 5043GC is in such a hurry. I need to know. So I get behind him. I'm still a few car lengths back, and I say, get off of Main Street, please. Because I'm not going to follow the guy after that. Get off of Main Street, please. Please, 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 please. Please tell me you're getting off of Main Street. Guess what he does? He gets off at Main Street, the same exit I'm going to. Guess what he doesn't do? Use his turn signal. Of course he doesn't. Why would this arrogant prick who's just broken every other law, minor to be certain, but every other minor traffic law in the last, I don't know, two minutes, why would he use his turn signal? No reason to start responsibly driving now. So Chattanooga police officer, tag number 5043, letter GC, gets off on Main Street and doesn't use his turn indicator. Uh, you never know. You never know when someone's behind you or just looking for something to talk about on their local podcast, or at one point in time, in a decade and a half of my life, had a radio show. Chattanooga police officer, patrol car, tag number 5043, letters GC, broke, by my estimation, at least three laws in about 600 yards. Tailgating, speeding, which very likely is in the reckless driving category, as well as speeding in a construction zone, changing lanes without using his turn indicator, and exiting the highway without using his turn indicator. Chattanooga Police Department, patrol car, tag number 5043, the letters G as in guns and C as in cat. 5043 GC, Chattanooga Police Department. Just follow the damn rules, guys. Just follow the damn rules. Follow the laws. We're supposed to. So should you. That's all I'm saying. You never know when somebody is watching. Just like I was 
Patrol Officer 5043 GC. This is Widespread Panic. They're headlining Saturday and Sunday at the 420 Fast Down at Centennial Park in Atlanta, Georgia. I'll be there all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and I hope to have a show of sorts put together. And uh, if I don't, I don't. But the plan is to do that. Coming up next, there is one of the most popular podcasts in the history of the industry that has come out this year, and it has grabbed my attention, and I want to bring it to your attention while also kind of describing and discussing what exactly the podcast industry is and how it works. There's audio files on the internet, and then there's the podcasting industry, and they're two different things. And we'll do that next on the Stone On Air podcast, a weekly dose for April 19th. Like, share, and always love, rate and review if you get a chance, and I will be right back. Exactly what I wanted to hear. You have found the most listened to podcast in the city of Chattanooga, and this is an excerpt from the very first episode of the most listened to podcast in the country. I'm told fixing an old clock can be maddening. You're constantly wondering if you've just spent hours going down a path that will likely take you nowhere, and all you've got are these vague witness marks, which might not even mean what you think they mean. So at every moment along the way, you have to decide if you're wasting your time or not. Anyway, I only learned about all this because years ago, an antique clock restorer contacted me, John B. McLemore, and asked me to help him solve a murder. Something's happened. Something has absolutely happened in this town. There's just too much little crap for something not to have happened. And I'm about had enough of shit town and the things that goes on. From Serial and This American Life, this is Shit Town. Thanks for finding the show. However it is that you find it, I do appreciate it. But part of this segment has to do with just that, how you find a podcast and why... Do people do podcasts, produce them, host them, write them, direct them, edit them? And why do people listen to them? And I've had a lot of trouble with this over the last, it's getting close to a year. It won't be long now before getting fired from that asshole station was a year old. And after working in the radio industry for so long, I've had a, I've had a, I've had trouble, um, separating the two and real quick for I. It's uh, it's amazing to me that a throwaway song off the album Throwing Copper from Live back in the 1990s would actually come back to actually have some kind of use for me in a professional setting like 20-something years ago, later. This song has nothing to do with the podcast, which is called S-Town when it's used in a mainstream setting. It's called Shit Town. And it's um, it's it's from the vein of an audio version of the Netflix original called uh, what was it called? Come on, why am I uh, why am I blanking? Uh, Making a murderer, isn't that right? Making a murderer. That uh, backwoods family from Milwaukee, if I remember correctly. 
It was 10 hours long, 10 episodes. In the end, I think it was about four hours too long. But it was an interesting kind of um, time-lapsed sort of story that was like building. Like they started a documentary that they didn't ever really know what the the end was going to be until it became the end. I think that was pretty similar with this podcast from Serial and This American Life called S-Town, Shit Town. And I'm only a couple episodes in, so I have no idea what's going on, no spoilers here or anything like that. But it got me thinking more and more is why do people do this and what is going on with this industry? And and and, and do I take a different approach? Um, well, I, well, let me rephrase that. I do take it a different approach from this weekly podcast. Most people have a subject matter, they have interviews, they have co-hosts, they have editing, they have all these different elements. I'm just sitting here talking to you into a microphone and might take a phone call every now and again if there's a newsmaker or a subject matter that needs to get the other side of. So this is certainly a different kind of thing, and I'm going to keep doing it every week. Um, just kind of a weekly installment. I don't know if it's a good idea or not. Plan on doing a Walking Dead podcast later in the year and some other things that are more similar to what podcasts are. But I would say that a large percentage of the people who listen to what I do because they know me from the radio probably go to the SoundCloud page and listen to it there. And if that's the only way you're going to do it and there's no other way you're going to do it, I hope you still continue to do that. But that's not what a podcast is. That's not how the podcast industry works. If you have an iPhone, you already have a podcasting app. If you have an Android or maybe a, I don't know how the Google new Pixel phone works, but you can download numerous amounts of these things for, for, for free. And once you start looking through these and finding all the different options of different kinds of audio to listen to, your mind's going to be, be blown away. Because I, I liken it kind of to where we got comfortable with the way TV was sitcoms, network TV, and then our minds expanded once we had different ways of, of watching streaming TV. That making a murderer show would have never worked on NBC. There was no chance that would ever work because of the old way that you knew, the traditional ways of distribution. And now that on-demand is the way to find the most quality entertainment, podcasts are becoming just that. This S-Town and the and the serial brand or that, that produces it and edits it is wildly popular and incredibly entertaining, enthralling, compelling stuff. It's really, really good. And what a lot of radio stations are screwing up is, is that they think that they can just, they just take their radio show and then put it on an internet feed or internet audio file. And they've now, they're now quote unquote podcasting radio station. I used to work for did that not so coincidentally right after they fired me. That's just an audio file on the internet. And I don't say don't do it. I'm not saying it's a bad idea, but that's just an audio file on the internet. I use Podcast Addict. Uh, there's Pocket Cast. There's, uh, it's the iCast, I think is what it's called on your iPhone. Once you get into these apps and you start searching around and find how incredibly high quality this, this content is, you're going to wonder where you've been and why, why you didn't know about this already. And this is not something new, like something that came out here recently and all of a sudden it's taking us all by storm. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of this as well. A year ago, I'd had no idea what I'm talking about right now. And almost everybody I've talked to in my 
daily life of people I either know well or have met along the way or whatever the scenario is, because these are the conversations I have everywhere I go. Almost everybody that I've, I've turned on to this idea, they've come back to me later and said, I am absolutely hooked. Not hooked with this show. Not, not saying I can't wait to hear more of your show. It's just this distribution, downloading and on-demand distribution system is so freaking in, uh, so convenient and so entertaining and compelling. I don't know what I've been doing. And I think if you're just finding this show on the SoundCloud page, just because you see it through Facebook or something, you're doing yourself a major disservice to not find a podcast app on your device, on your iPad or your uh, whatever your, your tablet device is, or on your Android, or on your iPhone, your iDrone, your Anvoid, all those little silly things I say. Whatever your device is, if you can find that and search around and poke around, you'll be glad that you did. And that ain't got nothing to do with me. If you're already listening to this, you were going to listen anyway. But I, I, I think you're missing out on a world of incredible content and to get away from these boring traditional outlets that dictate to you what it is they think you like. Forget that, man. Go find what you know you like because it's out there. And before I forget, I am making it a point to begin to reach out to every podcast in the Chattanooga area and to cross-promote. I'm going to be on their show. They're going to be on my show. And I think this is a really good thing to showcase Chattanooga. I've already got two lined up. My friend Penny from Hits 96. I'm going to be on her Murder She Spoke is the name of her podcast, talking about interesting murder stories from all over the world, really. And my friend Tanner Morrison's podcast, Brew Chat. It's a podcast I'm talking about movies, shows, lifestyle, and beer, basically. And those are both going to be happening within the next month. So more of that to come soon. It's a big sea of content. It's an ocean of shows, comedy, drama, commentary, and I think you'll love it. I think you'll love it. If you if you like listening to this at all, you'll start listening to things like this. And if nothing else, start with 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 shit town and then go from there. And I, I think you'll be I think you'll be glad that you did. So I gotta put the wraps on this. 420 this weekend, running of the Chihuahuas. Be down there doing some shows um, the weekend of Cinco de Mayo. So a lot of cool stuff coming up. Thank you as always for finding the show. Don't be a fraud. Don't drive like a lunatic on the interstate, especially if you're a police officer, patrol car. Tag number 5043 letters GC. Don't do that. Truth is easy to remember. And continue to watch this space. See you later. Bye! There's just too much little crap for something not to have happened. And I'm about had enough of shit town and the things that goes on. Yeah.